biggest lessons I am learning is you simply can't plan for everything. Sometimes things just happen and you have to adjust and adapt. These things that happen may be hard, really, really hard. However, how you react in those moments and your actions that immediately follow will determine your future. As difficult as it may seem in those moments, we have the ability to shape that future. What do we want it to look like? How do we want to build during the most difficult times? Your ability to grow in difficult times is a direct correlation to your strength and power. Hey mamas, I'm Lauren, and this is Live Your Warrior Mama Life, a show about parenting tips and tricks with a touch of inspiration. This is episode five of Live Your Warrior Mama Life. Welcome to the Warrior Mama series. Today we will be talking to Nicole and learning how she handled an incredibly unfortunate event with her family business. When I heard from Nicole and she shared her story, I was speechless, not because of what happened to her and her family, but her sheer grit and determination. It is so easy to sit back, play the victim, and remain in your immediate situation. Nicole, however, chose to create her new future, and she was able to do it with four kids. It gives me great pleasure to introduce this next warrior mama, Nicole. Welcome, Nicole. We are so happy to have you on our show. How have you and your family been coping during the pandemic? Uh, Thanks so much for having me, Lauren. It's a great honor to be on your podcast today. Um, We have actually coped quite well. I think the biggest struggle for us has been trying to homeschool four kids at once and still work from home. So, um, But other than that, um, it's actually been quite good for our family we, we're very close-knit, yeah. and uh, this gave us just that little breathing space to just reconnect with each other in the busy times that we live in. So, yeah, it's, it's been good. I completely agree. Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, obviously, the pandemic has been, you know, just devastating. But if we're going to take anything, I guess, positive or a silver lining out of all this chaos, I just think families are just so much closer now. Um, and they're able to spend more time together. I think it's going to be so hard for the world to go back to normal where, you know, both parents are out of the home. I think that's just going to be, I mean, at least for us, right, it's going to be devastating when my husband goes back to the office. I agree. And uh, I think we're going to have to work to keep that connection that we've built over this time, you know, to keep it going and keep it strong because it's like a little gift that was handed to us for our families and our kids, or or that's how I see it actually. So I I agree too. Hopefully these companies Mm. allow like longer or greater flexibility, flexibility full time. Um, Mm. You know, I think people should fight for that. Yeah, I agree. And I think the world is moving towards that, especially after now they've seen that they can actually function without having full staff in offices. So let's hope. Yeah. yeah. And they're saving money, right? <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. So let's get to know you and your family a little bit better. Um, where are you from? How many children do you have? And how old are they? Well, I'm from South Africa and I live in Pretoria, which is a city, a quite large city in South Africa. We're not a big country, but <laughs> to mm-hmm. us, it feels quite big. And um, I have four kids, 
The eldest's name is Joshua and he is 11 years old. And then next I have Eli. He's going to be nine in a few days. And then after him, I had Emma, who is seven. And then after Emma, I had Ava, who is four now. That's crazy. Four kids. I have one. <laughs> one and like four kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, a lot of moms who only have one kid are like, how do you do it? And I'm like, you grow as your family grows and you get better. Yeah. And um, you you. you you know how to function better with each baby that comes along. So, yeah, that's a beautiful way to look at it. That's so true. We, I guess, never really realize what we're capable of until we're actually in that moment, right? In that position. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we, we talked back and forth a little bit. Um, you know, we, we spoke about some of the challenges that you overcame. Let's just kind of jump right into it. Tell us what happened back in 2016 that affected you and your family business? Well, we had a pharmaceutical wholesale veterinary business. It's mm-hmm. a long, long description. Mm-hmm. And um, we basically supplied the vets with their medicinal products. Okay. And as, as the company grew, we expanded and we started going into retail. So we had some retail vet shops that were specifically um, for animal health. And uh, we actually had four chain shops. And then we started an online shop as well. Then South Africa had a little bit of an economic knock and we tried to salvage what, what we could and there was this big company that actually just, they just had the monopoly basically. So mm. we couldn't keep up with the margins that they had. And mm-hmm. in South Africa for medicines, the um, profit margins get controlled to right. make sure that everybody, you know, gets access to the medicals um, they need. So we had to make a hard decision and close off the wholesale part of the business. And we actually thought we would be able to keep the retail side going and, and survive off of that. Um, but the damage was so bad from the wholesale side that the retail shops were actually carrying that wholesale side. And um, as we, we closed it down, we just saw that trying to pay off the debt from that part of the company with the retail side and to grow that and to still pay salaries and everything just wasn't sustainable for us anymore. So we started to sell off um, franchises and that gave us a few extra months, but it still wasn't enough. It's like when you go through something like that, you lose a lot of your customer base and because your speciality store you know, you rely on your comeback customers. It's it's rarely um, stroll by customers that walk into your shop with something like that. It's more like a destination shop. So right. um, we had to, yeah, dismiss quite a few staff members. It was around twenty five, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly, which was very hard, but. Um, you know, because you for so long you were like family, uh-huh. and you carry all of their burdens with you, knowing that now they're jobless and they also have families that they need to take care of and everything like that. So yeah, 
if I think back on it, it feels like I can't even imagine how we survived it, the emotional roller coaster of it all. Oh, yeah, I can't even imagine. So, yeah, so that's what happened. And then we had to make a decision to close off the last shop we had after selling the others mm-hmm. and, um, and start new, basically. And that's the thing, too, because you were in such a specialty business. It's not like you can just branch off in the same, I guess, market because you already yeah. had a certain customer base that, you know, is no longer there. So you basically yeah. have to start and build up from scratch. Yes, yes, exactly. It's just crazy. So, I mean, you obviously did, mm. right, whatever you could to prevent this from happening for obviously your family, but for, you know, those 25 employees as well. What was the, you know, biggest thing you learned, right, from losing your family business? Yeah. Oh, the biggest thing I learned, I would say, is to try, if you can, have multiple streams of income, even if it's under one business umbrella, to try and see that you make sure that even if one department or one part of your business is bleeding and you have to kill that off, that you are still able to continue with other streams of income and not just have all your eggs in one basket, if I could use that analogy for that. Yeah, I mean, I can So that's what I'm trying to do now. Yeah, yeah. And I've been following you and you've been doing amazing things. I want to definitely get into all the stuff that you're doing, but I've seen that with you <laughs> and I could totally see how but when you're in that moment, it's so hard to be like, okay, well, this is doing really well for me. Let me start like three more businesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, you know, and you don't expect anything like that to ever actually happen to you. And you yeah. think that you would see it long before so that you could put other things in place, but it doesn't always happen like that. It's like yeah. when it yeah. starts sliding down, it, it goes down fast. So that's, yeah. that was. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that advice. I think that's a really, really good piece of information for everyone. Yeah. Um, and especially, honestly, especially people trying to build online businesses. Sorry for interrupting you online businesses and trying to work from home or that's not in the typical nine to five corporate job. Definitely try and see that you could have multiple income streams. So if any stage something happens to one of them, you can still go on with the others. Yeah. And there's always like different out. that we have no control over. Um, so yes. I, you know, that makes so much sense. Um, and yeah. I can't imagine how hard this whole thing was for you and for your family. Um, you know, most families may suffer, um, from such financial difficulty. It's, it's difficult, definitely hard to recover and just become stronger than ever. How has this affected your family, um, and your relationship with your husband? Well, um, initially when you're in it, it's, it's actually quite a struggle and you really have to work at not letting your emotions regarding the business and what's happening with your life filter through to the emotions that you have with the relationships in your life. And that, that's quite a mind mm-hmm. shift to make because in a moment when 
maybe your husband has a reaction or you have a reaction towards your kids because of the stress that you're going through and the emotions that's happening inside regarding the business or whatever's the external factors happening, you have to, in that moment, decide that that doesn't have anything to do with the relationship I'm, I'm having with my child or with my husband in this moment and just try to really support and understand to avoid conflict not necessary because you're already much stress and conflict from the business side. Um, so, so that was a big lesson to learn because when it started to go down, you're trying to be positive, but you can see it's not going anywhere. And then like my husband would make a negative comment about the business for instance and then I would like try and be positive and I'm thinking I'm giving this motivational speech but actually just what he needed wasn't a business partner in that sense he needed his wife to support the emotions that he's going through right Right. So, so that's one thing we learned and then the other thing was that you can so easily get caught up with the worldly things and the material things in your life, like having the nice house and having, you know, everything that you think you need. And going through something like that just reestablishes that thought pattern of knowing that if you just have your family, it's enough. Uh, I remember my mom calling me quite a few times, actually, and they had lost a son that was three years old um, that was that happened before I was born. And she could just relate to what we're going through, through that tragedy that they had to go through. And she just always reminded me that what she said to my dad was, as long as the four of us were together, then everything would be okay. And Mm -hmm. she would say, so as long as the six of you are together, everything would be okay. And I must say that carried me quite through. I even want to get emotional now (laughs) thinking about it Um, because that's like the biggest thing you can learn is it doesn't matter the job you have and the house and where you're living and what the circumstances are around you. So long as you have your family and everybody's okay, then you would you'll get through everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's truly right. What like life's riches are is being with yes. your family because so many people don't have that or have the luxury of, yeah. of having. I think that's yeah. just such a testament to you and your relationship with your husband and your children is being able to have that outlook because so many people um, can just easily point somebody else for you know whatever difficulties are going on so you know I love that about you guys you guys are so you know it just it's awesome to see (laughs) thanks (laughs) so okay you know obviously in that you know hindsight of things um you guys had the the best outlook with everything and you fought through but tell us what the hardest experience um hardest part of your experience was
I think trying to help my husband not fall into a depression mm. because as a man of the house, they feel like this big responsibility mm-hmm. to provide, which is, which is right. It should be like that. But what happened wasn't his fault. It was like a whole network of things working together to, to take down the company. And it wasn't him. And there were nights when I would wake up and he wasn't next to me. And this fear was gripping me like, you know, did he, did he like go into this depression and did something happen you know what what would i do alone what would i what, what would i tell my kids and like this whole it's this whole time this mind game that goes on while you're in the middle of this and there were nights when he would just be lying in the bath and he couldn't sleep and he'd just lie there staring at the ceiling or he would be sitting in the corner of the bedroom and that was quite difficult for me because i think as wives our husbands become our hero and they become mm-hmm. this this person that you you think like you know if they're okay everything will be okay even if you're not okay if they're okay and they're strong you feel like okay you can do this you can carry through and um and that was hard for me trying to to in those moments be super supportive and not fall into a negative spiral and still be a mom and a wife yeah. and try and salvage what needed to be salvaged. And yeah. um, it was just yeah. added to your responsibilities, right? You know, you yes. taking care of your, your children, um, you know, trying yeah. to figure out what you're doing with your business and then, you know, being the rock for your husband. Right. And it was yeah. almost like a new role you had to play, but without yeah. those actions that you did, um, you know, who knows, you know, what could have happened. What do you think the yeah. turning point was for your husband to kind of, you know, snap out of it and come back to his normal self? Oh, um, I don't even really know. I think it only, it only happened recently. Mm-hmm. It definitely took, um, I would say, two years for him to really get back to normal yeah um because when we had to sell our house and move in with our in-laws he kept on feeling like this failure as a dad and a husband because he couldn't provide a home for us and mm-hmm. and so for two years we stayed with them and then we moved beginning of 2019 mm-hmm. and he had started a new job so probably it took around two years for him to really get back to normal. Uh, I don't know what the turning point was. Maybe maybe when we started to earn a steady income mm-hmm. and then he could feel like he was the provider again. I think yeah. that was maybe the turning point. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. And mm-hmm. how were your kids? Like, you know, they could they sense that something was off? Like how were they handling everything? Well, the little one was only just a baby, so she won't obviously remember anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the eldest two, I would say, they handled it quite well. Luckily, my in-laws were living on a small farm, so mm-hmm. they enjoyed living there quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but they would often ask, you know, when are we going to get our own house and when are they going to have their own rooms again? And 
everything like that. But all in all, if I look back, it was just grace that they didn't really ask too many questions or got rebellious or anything about it. They they just went with the flow. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we tried. We tried really hard to make it seem as normal as we could. Right, right. Because they're well, so little, they can't really understand what's yeah. happening. Yeah. I think that's because you're such a good mom, too, that they were so great when you guys went through that. So that's definitely a testament to your character and to your amazing motherhood skills. Oh, shame. Thanks, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) You don't always feel like that in those moments. I know. But when you look back and think of things like that, you know, you you did a really good job. That's the the big thing that you said. You know, I can't. How did I do all that? How did I, (laughs) you know, build up my husband? How did I start working? How did I care for four babies? I mean, that's insane. Yeah, Yeah, that is. It is. And still try and be you know, active with homework and sports and everything that goes yeah. with being a mom. Yeah, that's an, trying yeah. to juggle all these balls. <laughs> and I think people are getting a small glimpse of what that's like now being working and at home and trying to raise their yeah. kids. But, you know, what yeah. you experienced was definitely in, in another completely whole world. So, um, you know, you're definitely an entrepreneur. Um, at what point during this whole thing, uh, did you start your own business and, you know, what tips can you give to other people? Um, because I just, it's crazy that you were able to, to, to do all of this. <laughs> <laughs> if I look back, I agree. It is crazy, <laughs> but you do it anyway. So yeah. I actually started in, so this all happened in 2016 mm-hmm. and then early 2017 was when we moved in with our in-laws. Okay. So by the end of 2017, I, I wasn't getting any job offers. I wasn't getting any interviews. Um, the unemployment rate in South Africa is crazy low or high. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. And um, because of our country's history, you know, it, it's, there's a lot of factors that influence that. So I started making handmade teepee tents and like these little stuffed bunnies and things. And I went to markets and started selling them just to try and get a little bit of an income. Mm-hmm. And even though they all sold and every time I did something, they sold out. And I had a few clients that contacted me through Facebook and everything. It, it wasn't a sustainable business. So in the beginning of 2018, I said to my mom, who's been a real estate agent for 32 years, that uh, would she help me to become an agent and then I could work under her. She's in a complete different town, mm-hmm. but at least I could work under her banner and still try and earn a living. So in the February of 2018 was when I started to become a real estate agent. So luckily for me, yeah, you can do an internship, which means you can start selling properties without having to have your qualification completed. Okay. So, so I could do that. I could immediately start selling with her, like looking over my shoulder and checking everything and making sure all the legal stuff is in place. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's what allowed us actually to start moving forward and to eventually get our own place and everything. And, um, And so I've been doing that for two years now. And last year, I started venturing into online business and entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And so 
I got into affiliate marketing and I'm busy trying to build up a little business in affiliate marketing. And on the side of that, I'm trying to actually build a business for moms like me that really need to get out of that place where you don't have financial freedom and you maybe have an idea and you want to grow a business, but you don't know how, or you have started your business, but it's stagnated and you want to go to that next level. So I'm busy trying to launch that business. Awesome. As well. That's crazy. So there's what three businesses that you have going on now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is a little crazy. Sometimes some days I feel like, what the heck are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. But my thinking behind it is that I want to actually have my online business grow to a point where that could be my only focus and leave the rest behind. Yep. Yep. Well, I think you have so much to offer other women just from your experience and your mindset and mentality. So I think, you know, you're doing great now, but you're going to continue to do amazing things. Oh, thanks. And I think you don't go through things like that for nothing. Yeah. You know, it always has to impact other lives as well. Absolutely. I mean, you know, how do you think those experiences have shaped motherhood for you? It's definitely helped me rethink the traditional way of raising kids with education. Mm-hmm. Um, like in South Africa, and I'm sure there as well, um, we get taught from a young age, you know, you go, you study hard, you go to university, you get a degree mm-hmm. in something that um, – like accounting or business or financial, uh, you know, financial sector or something like that, because that would never die. Mm -hmm. And you will always be assured of a good job and you'll get a good salary and you go to your job and you do your job and you get a salary that's stable. It's always, always reflecting a a stable income or a stable lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, I did all those things. I went to school, I studied hard, I got a degree and we had this business and it was stable and then it all crashed. (laughs) And then suddenly you feel like, okay, what I studied hasn't given me any skills to do something else. Yeah, that's crazy. And so that's definitely shaped my way of thinking for my kids. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely more encourage them to have creative thinking and an entrepreneurial spirit even though they maybe decide oh I want to be a vet or I want to be a doctor Mm -hmm. that's fine I won't I won't stop them but just so that they know that it's okay to do something else yeah or even be in the trades right like um building or plumbing or electrician those things are yeah you know something that they're dying out. yeah and people need right like everybody needs um that so I think that's a, a really, really good way of looking at things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, our children are obviously our lives and the most important things that we have. What, what's the biggest lesson that you hope that they learned? Well, I think, uh, I hope they've learned the same thing we learned that, you know, as long as we have each other, that's all we need 
um, and I try to remind them when they're fighting <laughs> that if you know if if something ever happens then we are all we have and if we don't nurture those relationships to be strong and loving then you're going to be left alone and nobody wants to be alone so um, I hope they learned that and they were too small to have learned anything else so yeah, I think yeah. that's the one thing I hope they've learned is that as long as we've got each other the other stuff doesn't matter it doesn't matter where we live or what job we're doing or that you have to wear clothes that's been handed down from a friend or a family member it, it's not important as long as we have each other then we'll be okay yeah yeah and I'm sure it built character for them as well to you know see how strong yeah. you were and your your husband was throughout this whole experience too yeah Okay, so you're a mom of four, you have three businesses. How do you do it all? How do you find time in your busy, busy day to get everything done? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on a schedule like for the past 10 days to yeah. try and see how am I going to manage everything. Yep. Um, but I just keep telling myself as soon as the kids go back to school, I'm going to have that half a day completely focused for work mm -hmm. and that I should give myself a little bit of grace now mm -hmm. um, because I can't homeschool all four kids at once. So I help here and then I'm here and then I'm with somebody else and I have to read with this one and this one needs help with fractions and and it feels like the whole morning until 12 o'clock, all, all I hear is mom, 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 mom. <laughs> Everybody wants a piece of me. And so I, at the beginning, I had to, I was struggling and I was like, just give me a minute to do my own thing. And now I've realized that I need to focus on them first. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as they playing or watching a movie, then I can have that focused time to rather do the big things that's mm -hmm. impactful and leave the smaller things that's not really having an impact on my business right now yeah. or another time or maybe yeah. like late at night when it doesn't need my full attention. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's, that's currently what I'm doing. Um, I think that makes sense. You're choosing to put your, your kids first and then yes. as long as it's not, you know, um, business crashing type of you know <laughs> yes then you'll you'll get to it later I think that's yeah I think that's really good yeah um and you know what other advice would you give to moms right that are experiencing or encountering challenges right and everyone's challenges are their own and different but I think we can all learn from somebody else's you know experiences Yeah, definitely. I think trying to get yourself in a place where you think about challenges being a learning curve and not necessarily something that's trying to block you from getting to where you want to go. I read this amazing quote yesterday, actually, that said, I never, uh, I always win or learn. I never lose. Mm. And thinking about challenges like that, um, would definitely help you move forward and grow and just to say for that moment I'm taking control 
and I'm looking at this thing for what it is without my emotions and trying to get a solution for it instead of just focusing on the problem the whole time. Because as soon as you do that, you will quickly see if there is a solution. And if there isn't one, you need to say, okay, well, I'm making the choice to cut it out and move on instead of getting stuck and get held back in the end by a challenge. Yeah, I think that's the, you know, for me and your whole experience, that's the favorite, my favorite lesson that I've learned from you is that when these challenges come, we can so easily just sit back and, you know, be upset and be hurt and, you know, not know how to move forward. But the most important thing is to just take action and figure out what needs to be done immediately and next and just do that next and then move to your next point. Um, I think that's just the the most beautiful thing that, you know, you've, you've taught us. Oh, thanks. And I think you should give yourself space to feel the feelings that you have, but then also recognize that they are just feelings and those feelings aren't going to change the challenge or change the obstacle that you have in front of you. So give yourself that space to cry or to be angry and then, get it over with and then focus on the solution <laughs> I love that I love that right because we all need right we all need to have that moment you know every yeah, day we maybe, do. right we all need that moment yes, yes definitely <laughs> but, but I think that's so 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 important um it's again like I said before it's so easy to play victim and yeah. just woe is me but especially when you have four kids and a family to take care of and feed it's just on with it right on with it yeah you can't you can't you can't have that that moment where you're like sitting in a corner and just like the whole world can world can crash around me Uh, you have to move on for your kids sake and get up and make dinner or whatever it is that you you have to do Mm -hmm. yeah yep well this has been so amazing and informative and inspiring I have one final question for you what is your favorite thing about motherhood my favorite thing about motherhood is definitely seeing every child's individual personality blossom as they age Um, you can always try when they're babies you you get a little glimpse of who they might be or how they will react in certain situations. But mm-hmm. as they get older, you start to see a little bit more and a little bit more. It's like building a puzzle. And until they grown, you're not going to see the complete picture. And that's my favorite part to see that's each awesome. of them and how they differ. Cause having yeah. four kids, they're like all four of them are completely different, even though they might have characteristics that's similar. Mm-hmm. They're not one the mm-hmm. same. And, and I love that. I love to see how different they are from each other and how they handle themselves and how their personalities just blossom. Yeah, it's just, you know, every baby's born with their own personality. And like you said, you can yeah. see it when they're a few months old, but I can't even imagine what it must be like to have four of them at all these different ages it's like you know opening a new present every day to see what they're gonna do (laughs) yeah (laughs) it is (laughs) well Nicole thank you so 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 much for joining us today I'm so glad we got to make this work with our crazy different time zones we're in different worlds but 
Um, I think that's, you know, something else to keep in mind too. It's, you know, people can be so far away or be so different, but we're all, we can all learn from each other and all learn from one another's experiences. So you're just absolutely a breath of fresh air and, you know, so amazingly strong with how you were able to overcome your situation and power through your challenges. Um, And we can't wait to follow you your business as well as well so tell us a little bit about how people can find you um, and if they want to learn more about you what should they do well currently for my business which would be geared towards moms growing businesses I'm I'm on Instagram at digital moms movement okay and they can follow me on Facebook if they like, just under my name, Nicole Kunz. And that's about it. And if they really want to get more into details with me, um, I, I'd suggest just popping me a private message either on Instagram or Facebook then, and I'll immediately respond to that. Okay, perfect. And we'll share all of your um, social links as well within the description of this episode. Okay, awesome. Thanks cool. so much for having me, Lauren. Thanks, it's been Nicole. a big honor. Thank you so much. We can't wait to, you know, continue to follow you and see all the th- amazing things that you do. Wow, I can talk to Nicole all day. I just feel like I have so much to learn from her. She truly inspires me. There is so much emotion and power with her drive and dedication from being hungry, living with family, trying to be normal for her children and pushing herself to build their new life, every mama and family experiences their fair shares of difficulties. I think Nicole said it best, don't freeze or become idle. Be active and be patient with yourself and the situation you are facing. We must take action in order to grow in difficult times. We have to take the actions we deem necessary to adjust our realities. If we stay stagnant and wait for things to come to us, we will never grow and become the best versions of ourselves. Nicole and her family learn so much through these difficult times. She is a true entrepreneur, mother, and wife. We are so inspired by her and are so thankful to have learned so much from her and her story.